This is the Hoff Time Report with Idaho Freedom Foundation President Wayne Hoffman, one of Idaho's most respected, influential public policy voices. Welcome back to the Hoff Time Report. I'm Wayne Hoffman, President of Idaho Freedom Foundation. Today, let's talk about the truth regarding masks. And I promise you, if you're a liberal or you love the nanny government, you'll hate every word of what I have to say. Please be sure to also share this with your friends who will also hate it because it's important that they get a taste of what it is we have to say. I'm going to get to that in a few minutes, but first, I want to invite you to help the freedom movement in Idaho with a very different effort, and it takes so little time and energy. Remember, Christmas is just a few weeks away, and you're probably going on Amazon, let's admit it, to buy your loved ones some gifts. I know I am. And I've been using a portal called Amazon Smile. Amazon Smile is a way to donate 0.5% of every purchase to a nonprofit of your choice. And my choice happens to be a group called Idaho Freedom Foundation. As a result of that, we get a check from Amazon Smile from your donations via uh, buying things online. So if you like our mission, if you want to support us and you can't think of any other way to help, uh, this is one way. Go to Amazon Smile. It's as simple as going to smile.amazon.com. Click on Get Started, and you'll see all the information about Idaho Freedom Foundation populate. You just select it, and away you go. Agree to the terms and conditions, begin shopping, buy interesting stuff, spend a lot of money, and we get a little bit of each purchase. It's that simple. Now, let's talk about masks. Fifteen years ago, I was part of a team from the state of Idaho that was involved in planning for the next pandemic. That's right. In 2005, I worked for the state of Idaho, and I was involved in pandemic planning. And because of my media expertise, I spent almost 20 years in journalism, I worked on the group that was tasked with developing a plan for communicating with the media and with the public in times of crisis, times like these. The number one responsibility for government communications experts operating in the middle of a global health emergency was to provide the public with tangible activities as it thought that failure to do so would lead to fear, anxiety, depression, anger. When this pandemic started earlier this year, I was convinced that the state and national policymakers were failing in this one simple task. Rather than giving the public something to focus on to keep life and the economy moving, governments resorted to mass lockdowns. It was the exact opposite of what we believed in 2005 to be the best practice. Now, I'm convinced this contributed to a restlessness that later played into acts of violence fueled by the Black Lives folks and Antifa. Now, there may have been violence anyway in the aftermath of George Floyd, but it's easy to speculate that mass idleness was rocket fuel for pent-up negative emotions, frustrations, and worries, and it probably didn't and doesn't help that you have a lot of unemployed folks that have a lot of times on their hand and they then go and loot and riot. I've been equally convinced that government officials did eventually 
And I would say, unfortunately, they did come up with something the public could do, or at least would give them something to do. It came in the form of the advice to wear masks. Now, deciding to use masks as a crisis communications tool explains perfectly why the sudden and dramatic reversal of those top government experts who stated a firm objection to wearing masks in March. If you remember, Dr. Fauci was famously on 60 Minutes saying that masks don't help. Suddenly, and instead of discounting and discouraging masks, the government experts were now telling people that if you wore a mask, you would protect everyone. They also came up with clever slogans. You've heard them. Your mask protects me and my mask protects you. The mantra has this usefulness or at least seeming usefulness of being a legitimate sounding public health instruction. It's actionable by most everyone. Some people can even make their own masks, right? And it's arguable that wearing a mask might have some impact on the transmission of the virus. That impact may not be zero. So it's enough for the government to do what it is prone to do, which is offer really bad advice. And then, even worse, what government is prone to also do is turn advice into mandates, thus mask mandates. The fact remains there are states with observed high levels of mask wearing. Go check out the website from Carnegie Mellon University. It says that uh, California and New York have high rates of mask wearing. So if masks are wearing so well, if masks are working as well as they say that it does, why are the occurrence of viruses uh, so perplexing and confounding in places like New York and California while mask wearing is near universal and no one will explain that because it bears no explanation. Masks don't work as well as the experts say they are because they simply never worked their communications tool. The Idaho media in particular continue to be up in arms because Governor Brad Little has refused to impose a mask mandate. At his press conference last week, You had reporters peppering the governor with question after question after question about why he won't. Little says he and other government officials need to do a better job convincing people to wear masks. And certainly that's, I guess that's true because they've done a lousy job in that regard. There are definitely medical professionals who view mask wearing as an instrument of public health. and, And there's no doubt that there are people out there who believe sincerely that it's the right thing to do. But in reality, Having worked in this space in the past, it's important to realize that controlling a virus is just one part of the government's campaign against it. There is also a crisis communications component, the appearance that people in government are doing something and that the public itself isn't helpless if it follows official instructions. That's why it's increasingly apparent that what masks really represent is a communications device and its biggest value is not in protecting public health, but in giving people something to do. Thanks again for listening. I sure do appreciate it. Be sure to rate and even review this show. Hey, give it a good review, please, would you? And actually, be sure to share this podcast with other people because, as you know, the media are not going to report what I just told you, and more people need to hear it. We'll talk again real soon. 
You've been listening to the Hoftime Report with Wayne Hoffman. Be sure to visit IdahoFreedom.org for Wayne's articles, IFF research, and show notes from today's episode. 